Some people call me impatient, and that's okay. Most people that call me impatient have never actually experienced what we're talking about. Okay? You see, when you've experienced a Holy Spirit-filled revival, where people are walking in off the street, and it still happens. I was starting to wonder. I kept asking God, does this still happen? You know? And he probably wants to thump me most of the time, but... but uh, I was talking to the assistant to the DS last week, and he was saying over at the Lansdale Church, people are walking in off the street asking to get saved. You, you, you have to understand, church, and, 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 I, and I'm sorry if you've never experienced it, but, but you really need to get your head out of the sand and go, man, I want to be a part of that. Because I've got friends, I've got loved ones, that, and, and many of them go to church, but they really don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Lots of people go to church, but that last part of that song about Jesus as his Lord, that's the key. Yes. And a lot of preachers are writing and talking about the fact that a lot of folk go to church, but Jesus isn't Lord. When Jesus is Lord, it's all about him. Amen. You know? When, it, when Jesus is Lord, it's all about how can I do it like Him? How can I walk like Him? How can I talk like Him? How can I love like Him? It's not about me, me, me. And you got to understand something. I can't stand what most people call church. Okay? And I'm sorry if you don't like that. That's tough. The bottom line is what has happened in the modern church today is that it's become about me, me, me. Make me feel good about me in my sin. I, I love you, but I don't want you to feel good in your sin. I want you to get set free from your sin that is entangling you and destroying you. Amen? Amen. You know, well, pastor, that, that's not good therapy. I'm not a stinking psychologist. Okay? Ain't never going to be. Don't tell my brother the psychologist, but I'm not even sure I believe in this stuff. But hear what I'm saying. You've got to understand. Jesus Christ wants to set you free so that you can be the person he created you to be and do what he created you to do. And there's too many people even sitting here today that are so entangled in the mess, they ain't doing nothing. And I love you enough to tell you that. Stanley, Stanley always tell me, well, when, I, when you first came and you told us, if you don't like what's going on, go somewhere else. He said, wow, what's that? <laughs> well, it's called leadership. And it's called love. See, these little twits that get up and tell everybody what they want to hear, they're not leaders and they don't love you. They're trying to keep their job. Me personally, I don't care. You can fire me, I'll go make money. I'll build one down the street and blow you away. No, I, you got to understand. That's the kind of faith I've got. That's the kind of person I am. I'm not, I'm not being smart aleck. I believe in this stuff. You know? And if, and if I'm not going to have a church that believes, I'll just start another one. Let me tell you about a dream I had this week. I, 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 I had this dream that I went to a great big church with lots of money and lots of building and lots of stand. All right? And... And, and, and it's 90% of churches. Everybody in the stinking church had an opinion. Now, the old saying is, opinions are kind of like armpits. Everybody's got them, and they all stink. All right? 
And I want you to understand, I woke up in a cold sweat. I'm serious. I was, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? And I went, oh, I didn't go there. Woo! Because what I want you to hear is we ain't like that no more. Even There are some that still sit around and watch and carp and, and got an opinion. But they're smart enough not to say it out loud. <laughs> Amen? Ain't that good? You don't have to bring people in here and worry, well, are they going to hear the idiots? No. The idiots just leave and they don't stay. They don't say nothing. But understand, this is a wonderful place. And I want you to understand, you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep praying. And one of these days, it will absolutely explode. Okay? And like I said, probably right now, we probably minister to 1,000 to 1,500 people in our school. Our school is just about to the point, I hate to let everybody know, but pretty much every room in this building is going to be used by the school here pretty soon. We've got 53 signed up for camp already. Okay? When revival hits, it will hit at the school. Okay? I was talking to, um, what's your name, Russ, this morning. And... And you have to understand, revival in Texas didn't start with the adults. You know, they were dead in Christ for too long. It started in the youth, and the, and the adults kind of figured out, well, we better hurry up because they're going to blow us away. You know, so, you know, um, however it starts, wherever it starts, you've got to understand, it's going to start. Be here tonight at 5 o'clock. We're praying for revival. We're going to go around here, and like that crazy woman Eileen said, we're going to anoint this place. If you've got vials of oil, bring them. Okay, all right, so just come, pray. Pray the devil out and pray the spirit in. Okay, so very, very, very important. Could I have the scriptures? The scriptures are there. Okay. Um, This is a very important sermon. Did you ever notice I say that every week? (laughs) Somebody said, what's your preaching like? I said, my preaching is an event. Okay. That's just who I am. Everything's the most important thing being said, you know. They then, and too much of us today, really have Palm Sunday all messed up. We don't get it. We make it a happy celebration. Yeehaw. But too often our yeehaw is because we really don't get what that day was all about. Amen? We, we can look back on it and kind of see and make it positive, but it, was, it wasn't the most positive thing in the world. Stand up. Let's read scripture together, okay? Read it with me, please. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. Now think about that for a second. Right? Think about that. That's a very important part. Let's sing, let's do the, sing the next verse. Yeah, we can sing it. And said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you When your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. 
They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. You may be seated. Father, help us to hear what you want to say to us today. It's prophetic. It's timely. It's reality. And Father, you've given it, so you say it way beyond me. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You see, Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and everybody was waving these things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. Uh, The Son of David, the Son of God. Hallelujah. The genie in the sky is going to do everything for me that I want him to do. Hallelujah. Rub his belly and, and he'll make all your dreams come true. He'll take all the oppressions off of you. Hallelujah. He's going to blow Washington up. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, he, he's going to heal everything. He's going to do exactly what I want when I want it. Hallelujah. Praise And Jesus comes riding into the city with tears in his eyes. Because he realized they don't get it. They think I'm riding into the city to be and do everything they want. They don't get I'm riding into the city To suffer the most excruciating death in human history for them. You see, they thought that, oh, here he comes. This is the king we have been waiting for. Now, a thousand years before, God had told them, you don't want a king. But they just had to have a king. The king's going to be for us what we want, so we have to have a king, all right? And they're all a bunch of knuckleheads, even they, all right? And the bottom line is, you know, so here at this finality, here comes this king. And man, at that time, there were these Romans, and man, they taxed them to death. Sound like anything you know about? All right? And I mean, they were oppressive. And I mean, they absolutely took advantage of them. And I mean, it was just an awful time. And they were, whoo, here comes the king. He's going to throw off them Romans. He's going to do everything I want him to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he's come, he comes right in and they're laying these palms before him and saying all these wonderful things. And he's crying. Because he realized They're going to miss what I'm doing. They're going to miss what I'm really all about. They're going to miss it. You see, Jesus knew what was coming. He knew that 40 years after this, the Emperor Nero was going to come into Jerusalem and he was absolutely going to level You see, it was a time where every man and woman was right 
in their own eyes. There were no boundaries. Man, people could have relations with anyone and anything they wanted to. And anybody that put a boundary on them, they were a bad person. Sound like any time you have ever heard about? It was a time where people would have these relations and, and, and they would, they, 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 they would uh, uh, conceive babies. And if it was inconvenient, they were killing tens of thousands of babies back then. In the name of, this is not convenient for me. You see, everything was out of control. The government was out of control. The rich were taking advantage of the poor. They were oppressing the poor. The rich, I, I, I know you can't recognize this, but the rich actually just wanted to get richer. Huh. The rich just wanted to get more powerful. Huh. And the rich and the powerful liked being rich and the powerful. And they wanted to make sure that they developed a construct to keep, make sure they were going to remain what? Rich and powerful. Huh. And just like every time the Israelites had gotten out of control. And all of these different things were happening. And there was nothing wrong with anything. Are you with me? God allowed, brought, whatever your theology is, judgment. And Jesus is like, guys, I didn't come for the things you think I came for. I didn't come to be that king that's going to make life enjoyable. I didn't come to once again restore you to the being the big dogs on the block. I didn't come to give you everything you wanted. I didn't come to do everything you wanted. I came and I'm riding into this city to die, suffer, and die for you. And if you miss this, you miss the glory and the power and the peace and the joy I can provide when great tragedy and heartache and turmoil comes into Aren't you glad we're not like that? Aren't you glad the church isn't like back then and got all wound up about the religious organization and got all wound up about the, the religious stuff and the religious ritual and all the different dynamics that have nothing to do with it? Aren't you so glad we're not like that today? Aren't you so glad that, that instead of being a people that sit around and, and lead in rah-rah, we're a people that are out there letting everybody know that one of these days, because of what's going on in our country, great tragedy and great judgment and great heartache is inevitable. 
You see, today, every man and every woman is right in their own eyes, aren't they? And if you dare have a biblical or you have some kind of philosophical difference with that, you're a bigot. You're mean-spirited. You know, you're just, you don't love people. And how dare you tell me that if I get pregnant, I have to carry that baby to full term because it's inconvenient. And what I'll do is I'll change the terminology and I'll say it's my right to choose. It's my body, isn't it? I'll say it's about my health. Huh? And if you don't allow me to do that, then, I mean, I literally, there was a lady that was on TV this week. She was running for the governor of Georgia, and she got in there, and she called anyone who had the audacity to question late-term abortion. She called us immoral. She called us bigots. We don't like women. No, we like women in the womb and out of the womb. Folks, our government is out of control. Well, them Democrats are. You know, they just want to let all these Spanish people in and they just want to give everybody everything. And, you know, yeah, they're out of control. But don't tell the Republicans I said this. But you are all before the wealthy. I have some Republicans in my face. But that's okay. Because I got news for you. If we'd have been sharing like Christian people, we call ourselves a Christian nation. If we would have been sharing with these South American countries all along, all this wealth that we have, we wouldn't have all these caravans. And I hear, oh, well, you know, if we give them money, the government will just... Well, go down there and make sure the government doesn't take it. We are the big dog on the block. What do you mean the government's going to take it? Just go down there and say, here's a few billion dollars. You think anybody's going to fight us? Here's some food. Here's the way you can make your own food. Here's some industry. If we would have been sharing all along, we wouldn't have this mess. Amen? If there was one mature person the last 50 years in Washington, we wouldn't have this immigration problem. Everybody, oh, it's Trump. He's mean. He's just the latest in a long line of presidents that can't get anything done because those ignoramuses in Congress won't do anything. And you know who's going to pay for it? My kids and my grandkids. Are you listening to me? You see, everybody, well, you know, them Republicans and that Trump and them Democrats and that, that occasional woman is crazy. He's, she's as crazy as Trump. It's out of control, isn't it? It's ungodly, isn't it? Okay. And it ain't getting better. Anybody with me there? And it ain't going to get any better on its own. 
what Roy talked about a minute ago with those kids having a Bible study in public. We ought to all be carrying our Bible and having a Bible study in public. We need to, when somebody goes mouthing off, we need to look at them. We need to have our mental and intellectual act together. So when they start mouthing off on this junk, we look at them and we say, whoa. Let me tell you what Jesus Christ would do in this situation. Let me tell you how Jesus would handle this situation. Instead, we sit there all timid, afraid of being embarrassed. Well, if you've been a part of the church for 30 years and you can't have an intellectual biblical conversation, what in the world have you been doing? You see, if we don't leave this place and go out there and say, kids, you need to understand every great civilization, and we think we're a great civilization, none of them thought they were coming down, and every one of them did, and they didn't from the outside. They did because they destroyed themselves because of sin from the inside, and we're doing that. Because even in the church, we're all focused on what we can get. We're all focused on what we think. Well, I don't like the new music. I couldn't give a care what you think about the music. Well, I don't like what we... I couldn't give a care. I give a care that Jesus Christ is ensconced in the middle of my heart and the middle of this church. And we are making an impact on a lost and hopeless and helpless World, if we're not doing that, let's shut the doors. Oh, well, I got so much stuff. Well, get the stuff out of your life. Straighten up your act by the grace of God and get busy. We live in the same world they did then. And 40 years from then, God sent an army to come in and decimate them. I'm telling you right now, one day we're going to wake up and we're going to be speaking Chinese. Or Russian. You think I'm kidding? Why would God not devastate our country? Can anybody answer that? Oh, well, we're Christian. No, we're not. We're a bunch of weenie little nothings who sit in the cocoon called church and we don't impact nothing or nobody. Everybody mad at me good now? You see, guys, when I talk about revival, this is what I'm talking about. I can tell when I talk to people, they don't get what I'm saying. We've got to have revival. If we don't have revival, you're never going to be able to hear what I'm saying. We're going to keep doing the same thing we've always been doing. God has given us an opportunity in this school and in this community and in this city to do something unstinking believable. That's biblical. Unstinking. And my question to us is, do we want it or are we just going to sit there? No, I'm serious. Well, you know, people think we're funny. Good. I want people to think I'm the weirdest sucker in the world. Amen? Amen. I want them to say, man, that man is crazy. And I am. I'm crazy. 
Because if somebody doesn't stand up and call the church to be the church. You see, our world is not the world's fault. Our world and the where it's at is the church's fault. It's our fault. We were called out to lead people to God. And we're too busy running to church. Well, you've got to keep the religious organization going. Why? Why? Why aren't we having church in our home for our neighbors? Why aren't we inviting people in to tell them about the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Well, they might not like us. They don't like us already. They may say no. So what? Amen? You see, we're too busy playing this game when Jesus was all about that. Jesus was all about suffering. Jesus was all about death. We want to sing gushy little songs that make our, uh, us feel better. I couldn't care less whether you feel better. Are you leaving this place doing the will of God? I couldn't care less. Oh, I have people, oh, well, every time I come to church, I feel better. That's why you come once every two months. You know, I couldn't care less about that. Are you giving your mind, heart, and life to Jesus Christ and leaving this cocoon and going into a lost and hurting and crazy world and telling them they can have their act together by the grace of Jesus Christ. You don't need to drink. You don't need drugs. You don't need all the other stuff. Because all you really need is the love and grace of Jesus Christ and a decision to do His will. And you will find peace and a fulfillment that you never thought possible. But there are too many people who call themselves Christians and they don't have peace and they don't have fulfillment because they're just playing religious games. Today's a good day to say, you know what? It's time. It's time. It's time to quit talking about it. I like what it says in Corinthians where it says, the gospel is not about talk. It's about obedience. It's about power. It's about making a difference in the lost world. You see, guys, the coolest part about what Jesus was doing and what he knew was, was it was because the Romans came in and leveled Jerusalem. You would think, oh goodness, that's awful. Because of that, it spread the disciples out everywhere. And everywhere they went, they took the gospel. And they started churches. And they went out there and people came to Christ all over the place. And it just spread and it spread and it spread. So the bottom line is, what I'm saying is, don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Know that if something is happening in your life, God has allowed it for His glory and His purpose. It's so that the gospel could spread. 
You see, what Jesus was crying about is, I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss what this week is all about. I don't want you to miss about the, the, the fact that yeehaw, but the yeehaw is not about what I can get for myself. The yeehaw is about what Jesus Christ is about to do for me. The yeehaw is about the fact that Jesus Christ in my place is about to go die the most excruciating death in human history in my place for me. Taking every one of my sins, all the garbage in my life. And he absolutely suffered and died this awesome, awful death with my name written on it. Then on the third day, folks, he didn't lay in the grave. He rose again. So that no matter what happens in my life, if the worst happens, if I go out of here today and a big old dump truck runs over my big old fat self, the bottom line is the next minute I'm going to raise up and I'm going to be in glory and I'm going to eat tasty cakes all stinking day. You see, guys, we got to get it. We got to quit playing church. We got to understand what this is all about we got to make sure Jesus is doing this cross thing in our life. He came to heal us. He came to set us free. He came to make us whole. He came to make us holy. He came to make us the people that we were created to be. And most of us will mope in and mope out. I'm telling you, you don't have to mope out. Because even if you mope in, you don't have to mope out. Are you with me? Jesus Christ wants us to make sure to understand. That even if another country or the government comes in and levels our house and levels our city and levels all and takes away everything we've got, it's okay because God Almighty is in control. Even when it seems like he's not. And even in the things that it seems like he's not, he absolutely has a plan. And he will take whatever happens in our lives and use it to his glory and to take the gospel out to a lost and dying world. So let's quit feeling sorry for ourselves. Let's quit sitting around talking about all the stuff and all the entanglements and decide today. Today is a new day. Today, I ain't missing it. Oh, but what about the past? The past is gone. It's forgiven. Let it go. Oh, but what about the future? He's got that under control too. Here's the part you got to understand. He already knows what's going to happen. Amen? And he died. And he rose again. And he sent the person of his Holy Spirit to not just see us through but to absolutely raise us up in the middle of whatever takes place by His glory, for His glory, to do great and mighty things in His name no matter what's happening to us or around us. I can't promise in Addy and Elijah and Brahms' age what's going to happen. But I can promise them this, that no matter what takes place, it's okay. Because your Lord and Savior is in control. 
he's got everything in the palm of his hands. And he won't just barely see you through. He will raise you up into the man and woman that you absolutely were created for. So don't sit around in fear and don't sit around in worry and don't sit around in frustration and don't sit around and pout. Stand up and say, you know what? My God's got his act together and by his act together, I'm going to get my act together. And no matter what happens to me, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. It doesn't matter what happens with Donald Trump. It doesn't matter what happens with Congress. It doesn't matter what happens in the Supreme Court. My Jesus Christ is the Supreme Lord, creator of the universe. And he can raise me up into newness and power and glory. And he can set me free from all of this garbage that is keeping me down. Amen. Amen? Let's all stand. Everybody who wants this glory, I want you to step out and I want you to stand across the front of this church. Every head up and every eye open. This morning first, Pastor, I want you to pray for me because I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure Jesus Christ is not just Savior, but he's, I want to make sure he's Lord of my life too. Anybody with an uplifted hand, I'll pray for you first. Anybody? God sees that hand. God sees that hand. That's okay. That's great. That's great because all you have to do is say, Jesus Christ, come to the center of my life. And here's the cool part. He does not play games. In fact, just by raising your hand, that's what he's done. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. Father, I pray for these two that have been honest. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that Satan would be bound in their mind and their heart. And that, Lord, you would come in and you would become Savior. You would become Sanctifier. You would become Lord. They don't even have to understand what that means. But, Lord, that you do a great and mighty and powerful work in each and every one of their lives. God, just bless them, bless them, bless them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor, there's some stuff happening in my life that I don't know how to handle. And I just need special prayer right now. Anybody would uplift a hand. Anybody. God sees those hands. God sees those hands. Yeah, I figured that would be pretty large percentage. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His gift is sufficient. Here's the cool part. The word grace. Everybody knows what that means, right? It's a gift. It's not something you earn. You don't have to be perfect to have God's grace. Thank the Lord, because I ain't never gotten there. Amen? You know, I'm sorry I didn't reveal that to you. You probably thought I was perfect, but it's okay. It's a gift. It's a free gift. Okay? Inside that gift is everything you need to be the man or woman of God you were created to be. Amen? Father, this morning I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would pour out your gift of salvation and power and glory. Set people free from this junk that entangles. And Satan is so effective, but you already uh, uh, destroyed his works. 
you threw him to hell where he belongs. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would send the power and the glory of your Holy Spirit to set us free from fear, set us free from isolation, set us free from an entangled mind, set us free from emotions that just jerk us all over the place. Father, I just pray, Heavenly Father, that you would pour out your glory on our soul and heal our soul and give us peace beyond all human comprehension. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Pastor, I want to go out of here today, and I want to be that effective person. I want to be that person. Now, now you do this. You, not everybody's got my personality. You all need my personality, but you don't want my personality. You do it within the context of your personality. Okay? You do it within the context of your vision and wisdom. I, do you understand what I'm saying by that? Some people are like, oh, I can't act like that guy. Nobody wants to act like that guy. But the bottom line is you need to hear this. You need to understand this. God's got something extraordinary for you. Here's an illustration. When Michael Jordan came into the league, he was a real goofball. The reason was he was trying to take the game to them. What he learned was, I need to allow the game to come to me. I want you to do this today. As I leave this place... I'm going to allow God's game, God's power, God's wisdom, what I need to do to come to me. I'm not telling you to go do anything. I'm telling you this. God's Holy Spirit will show you exactly what to do, when to do it, and he will give you the glory and the power to do it. Amen? Whatever it is. All right? Raise your hand if you want that. God sees those hands. Father, today, this is, this is great stuff. This is powerful stuff. We don't want to miss it like they missed it on Palm Sunday. They probably didn't call it Palm Sunday, but we call it Palm Sunday. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would pour out a, a glory, a power, a wisdom, a courage, a vision on us like never before. And that, Lord, you would just do something in us and we would come back next week and we would just, in an excited way, Talk about how God used us this week. How God used us to speak into somebody's life. How God used us to say John 3.16 to somebody who didn't know anything about you. Just how God used us just to love on somebody that just felt like nobody loved them. Whatever it is. Give us whatever we need. Give us the wisdom. Give us the timing. Give us the power. Give us the courage. Give us the wisdom. Just to go out there in a lost and hopeless world. And help them not to miss it. Not to miss your love. Not to miss your glory. Not to miss the power of your cross and your resurrection. Not to miss the relationship. That 24-7 relationship they can have through the person of your Holy Spirit. Father, go with us now. Thank you for our powerful time together. Thank you for all these wonderful people. Thank you for this group of people. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Go with us, Lord. Father, so many of our children are getting sick after sick after sick after sick. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would touch them today. And Father, just be with them. Father, just be in the school this week. Father, help us to be able to come back and tell people about children and families who gave their lives to you. Or marriages that were saved. Or staff that became Christian. Whatever, Lord. Do a great and mighty and powerful work. In your name we pray. Thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen.